is gross. Do good, feel good. That's the name of the show. Do good, feel good. Now you're in the know. All right, we're here live on the couch. All right, from the couch. Woo! Woo. And we're here with our live guest. Yeah. His name is? Chris. Are you going to disclose your last name? You don't have to. Sure. Blackwood. Whoa. Chris Blackwood. This is the first time we got first and last name. Are you podcast. serious? Yeah. Whoa. I assumed everyone was doing that. No, be oh, careful. that's awkward. Be careful. Can we redo that? Nope. No. Okay. It's done. It's it's out there. So, are you, you're a big fan of the cast? Um, a big fan of the cast. I listened to it for about at least 10 minutes the other day. Woo. It was uh, a riveting 10 minutes. That's dedication. And, um, yeah. So, you guys might notice we sound a lot different right now. Mm -hmm. And that's because we're using a mic for the first time. And I would put a sound effect in, but I'm feeling a little subconscious because you said we use too many sound effects. No, no, I didn't say too many. I said that you used many. Okay. Which I didn't think was necessarily a bad thing. Okay. I, I told you I didn't listen to the content carefully, but I did listen to the feeling. And that was a feeling of excitement. Okay, good. So I don't think there's a problem with that. Well, shout out to my dad for mailing me this sick mic from Yeti yeah. Mics. Shout out to Lauren's dad. Thanks. He's uh, also on our previous episode. You should check it out. Oh, cool. I will. Thanks. All right, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Sure. So... What are you doing in Better the World? Oh man, what a question. Uh, I like to think that many things I do make the world a better place. Um, I recycle. Good. I Check. compost when I can. Wow, it's hard. It, it, it is hard. It. Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely is. So I don't do it often, but when it's possible, I, I do. How do you do that? Um, I uh, uh, compost when there's a compost bin available. Cool. Yeah. So really, it's not, I probably shouldn't have even included compost. It's it's incredibly <laughs> rare. When I lived in Tacoma Park, I was doing it always, but I'm not there anymore. Okay. Uh, but everyone else should compost. Okay. Everyone else should compost if you can. And even if you can't, make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or at least pretend like you're composting and tell yeah. people that you're composting yeah. so maybe they will. Or, yeah, because talking about it is also a way of making the world a better place, even if you're not doing it yourself, because you're spreading the message. But right. you've got to lie and pretend you are. So yeah. you know what? I'm definitely composting. I'm composting right now. Me too. This is both, Our feel-good is we're composting yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So I do those things, uh, and uh, I um, work in international development, so I try to help provide uh, education to those who don't have it or don't have great access to it throughout Africa. And I also run comedy Ooh. shows. There, was that was that the sound effect that you just used, or was that I just that was that natural? Was, wow, that was, it was really it was really good. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I run a series of stand-up comedy shows that serve as fundraisers for issues that are in a time of need. Wow. Yeah. I um, discovered this a little bit too late in the game because mm-hmm. I'm leading a trip to the Dominican Republic with Habitat for Humanity. Oh, wow. And I could have really benefited from some money from one of these shows. Yeah, you but could the, have. The fundraising deadline was yesterday, so we oh, missed bummer. our chance. That's too bad. But in the future, I'd like to do this. Yeah. 
you should definitely do it in the future. Uh, so what's it called? So it's called Grassroots Comedy DC. You can check us out online, grassrootscomedy.com. And uh, yeah, like I said, we run um, shows for a while. It was monthly, uh, but more recently in the past year, it's been every two weeks uh, we run shows. I know, right? You really do need that second person. Yeah, like so much. So if anyone out there is interested in being a part of the comedic resistance, please join us. Is there an application on your website? There's an application uh, here in our conversation. Okay. Well, you're going to get a lot of applicants because we are reaching so many people. That's awesome. I cannot wait for at least 10 people to contact me. Okay. Um... You know, uh, grassrootscomedydc at gmail.com is our email address. Again, grassrootscomedy.com is our website. You can check us out. But uh, anyways, in, in more detail, what we do is, um, you know, each of these comedy shows, again, it serves as a fundraiser for a different issue in a time of need. Uh, we target issues that are just on the news, largely. It's pretty easy these days to find issues that are in need of support. Uh, since we started in early 2017, just a few weeks before the Women's March, which is a very timely time to begin, um, we've supported Planned Parenthood a few times, Black Lives Matter, DC, a bunch of immigration organizations, a bunch of climate change organizations, anti, uh, a bunch of... Um, uh, I don't know, all kinds of things. Healthcare affordable organizations, affordable housing. We've done twice with Habitat for Humanity DC. Uh, and uh, next week, uh, we're going to be uh, running a show with Green Drinks DC, which does uh, social events for environmentalists. Um, and then after that, we're doing a show at Kramer Books for um, the uh, Center to Stop... Uh, no, the Center to Prevent Gun Violence. Wow. Yeah. And are so. your, is there like a theme for your shows? Like, do you have to make the bits be around issues or is it just random, random bits? Right. So that's a really good question yes. that a lot of people ask. Really? And I'm sure many it? people out there were asking it before you asked it. Ugh. So it's, it was good that you put that out there. So, um... Yeah, we tailor the shows to the issue when it's possible to do so. Sometimes it's easier than others. So, for example, if it is a show that is tailored to a demographic, like Black Lives Matter DC or Planned Parenthood or any of our LGBTQ shows, that's a really easy issue to plug into the show content because you just book a lineup accordingly to that demographic. There's lots of funny lady comics in D.C., lots of funny black comics in D.C., lots of funny LGBTQ comics in D.C., so that's very, very simple. Uh, where it becomes more challenging is when it's a little more obscure, like we did a, a benefit for cystic fibrosis, for example. It turns out not a huge group of cystic fibrosis comics Yeah, uh, in D.C. So I um, I was hosting that show, and I was, you know, sometimes you just sort of take a leap and, and do your best to connect it. So I thought it would be funny if I roasted uh, multiple sclerosis in, um, in favor of cystic fibrosis. So it's a little edgy. It's a little, yeah. And it's always like a little risky. Like, am I yeah. going to offend somebody? Is this worth it? 
Um, so yeah, sometimes we're able to tailor it better than others. And sometimes we get super creative. Like uh, we did a Freedom of the Press show last year. And uh, in the beginning when we did the intro and we're talking about who we are, we turned that into a mock press conference where uh, my business partner at the time, the guy who was on stage, he pretended to be Sean Spicer answering questions that were thrown at him from a variety of stand-up comics who were smattered across the audience. Oh my gosh. Uh, so that was fun. There were questions like, um, like you say there's 5,000 people here, but there's clearly only 100. Oh, nice. <laughs> how do you say that? Like, how can you actually say that? We have eyeballs. And he's like, no, there's definitely 5,000 people here. I'm looking at you right now. Next question. Nice. So, you know, things like along those lines. Um, and when we, when we do things experimental like that, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't and leaves people confused. But, um, you know, we, we do what we can uh, to mix it up and be funny. It's like a fine balance of, of both. Um, Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but that's kind of like, so. Okay, a few things. So, since you've worked in a studio before, sometimes when you're talking, I can, like, if I talk like this, does my yeah. voice sound different? Like, because when I hear mm. you, sometimes, like, sometimes it sounds like you're going out, and I don't know if it's going to actually happen when I play this back, so I'm, like, concerned. Sometimes I'm going out? Yeah, like, oh, when no. you turn your head to Towards the right. You? Yeah, I or can't. Or over here? Oh. No, over there, I can still hear you. Yeah. Oh, do you hear wow. that? Wow. Yeah, I sure do. I hope that it's not messed up, and I don't think we'll be able to play this unless we stop this wow. and we'll have to start again. Okay. Should we just test it? Yeah, let's. Okay. Let's I'm pause gonna have and to test. pause. That's gonna... cool. You all right, y'all. Experiencing Peace. the process. It's very good. All right. So I have questions for you now. Great. I'm ready. My first question is: How do you find your comics? Are they called comics or comedians? Comics is usually how we refer to them, uh, but both work. We find them in our community, in our network. So uh, I like to think of the size of the DC comedy scene, kind of like the cast of The Simpsons. It's roughly the same size, like low 200s probably, wow. uh, like active comics. Some are much more prevalent than others. Some you don't know the names of, you just see around on occasion. And, you know, yeah, some are very prominent and very established and hilarious. Um, sure, there's a range, but we know most of them. Uh, and when I say we, I mean me and the other comics who I work with to produce the shows. Uh, so we basically just pull from our network largely. We'll see a comic do well at a show, um, or we'll just already know they're good because we've seen them consistently uh, and ask for them to be on it. We also do what we can to pull in comics from out of town, new faces. So it, we occasionally have comics come in from New York, LA, Philly, Richmond, um, Baltimore, you know, other places when we can. So, yeah. And what, like, how do you feel when people don't laugh at your jokes? Because I, mm. I, Cannot. I mean, I think things are funny, but I don't laugh at something unless it's like pulled from me. Like I yeah. think many things are funny, but I just can't genuinely laugh mm. unless it's like hilarious. Right. And I can't fake laugh. Right. Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, and that, that is no one has ever asked. That no one has ever asked, ever. Um, well, what you described just there is is a very common thing. 
there's a difference between like understanding that a joke is funny and then actually laughing at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is why I find it to be way more uncomfortable to do comedy in front of a small crowd than a large crowd. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather be in front of 100 people than 10 people. Because when you have more people, it's more likely that there will be laughter because it's like a social thing. If some people are laughing, then others will jump in and then you have a majority and then you feel left out if you're not laughing. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't necessarily think something is funny, you might let out a little chuckle. Um, but still, it definitely happens, even when you have a lot of people, uh, where you say something and you don't get a laugh or you don't get the laugh that you wanted. You might get like an awkward chuckle or smattering or something completely different. You might get like a groan. You might get a, like I have this one joke I tell where it gets like a aww. And like that's not what I'm looking yeah. for in response to a joke. Um, so what do I do? Uh, I just, you know, roll with it. I've learned to comment on it and make a funny joke out of that. They call mm-hmm. that the recovery in comedy. So, yeah, typically I have like a few things in my pocket that I can pull out and then and then say um, to kind of rewrite the room. So it, we're back like on the same page with each other. It's all about staying in tune with your audience. Mm-hmm. So if a joke doesn't work, if you address the joke. Th- then you are back with your audience because yeah. it's like, okay, I'm there with you. That didn't work. We're still together. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you don't address it and you awkwardly just move on, then that's sort of stuck in their heads and they're all like, oh, this isn't very good. Yeah. And uncomfortable for everyone. Um, yeah. And also just totally separate your ego i have a sticky note in my mirror that says you are a piece of shit and i look at it every morning well i tell you what it is it's great at just (laughs) ripping up my ego and that is helpful yeah comedy um in other episodes we've talked about like manifesting the love of our lives Mm -hmm. so like Apparently, there's this thing, there's this module, three modules where you have to write like 55 times like this mantra that's going to like help you get the love of your life. And it's like this really positive affirmation of mm. um, something that you want to happen. You have to do it every day for seven days and then the universe will hear you. So this is like the complete opposite of that. You're yeah. telling yourself something very negative. Yeah. Every day. Like every day. Right. You've heard it here first, y'all. The answer is talk shit to yourself. Talk shit to yourself. Tear your ego apart. And then you will be unstoppable. Yeah. Do good. Yeah. Feel bad. Yeah. But in the process. Get good. funnier. Or as a result, get funnier. And then, yeah, you might actually feel better at the end of the day. When people don't laugh at your jokes, you'll be like, oh, wait, I don't care. Yeah. And I already just know I'm a piece of shit. I know I'm a piece of shit. All you're doing wow. is validating my sticky note. Yeah. So I was right all along. I was right all along. Okay. I get it. Right. That makes a lot of sense. I think I'll try it. Um, I mean, it's most effective if you are telling jokes to strangers and potentially bombing. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're not in that situation, I don't know, maybe it's still applicable in some way. Mm -hmm. If you, you, like, need to get control of your ego or, like, stay humble. I mean, this podcast is clearly, like, taken off quickly. So maybe you do need it. I do. 
You might need people to call in and start talking shit to you just to like that's keep an interesting it on lock. segment idea. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not jump into the segments oh, yet. That's exciting. We um, should write that down. Yeah. So, first of all, ladies, if you want to do this talk shit to yourself mantra, you can write it on your mirror with lipstick. And it can be like a night, it can throw back to the 90s mm-hmm. when you used to write, I am beautiful. Yeah. But instead, and and don't and don't leave it at just a piece of shit either. I mean, there's a variety of other options. Let's not a, let's not increase the curse words too many. So times. I'm sorry, just, just the shit same is one. fine. Okay, okay. That, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not going to say any of them. Okay. I'm just encouraging your audience to use their imagination. Okay, that's a good idea. Yeah. Thanks. No problem. So, um, I was recently asked to be the keynote speaker at this event. Whoa. Yeah, and I have no idea how they found me. I just got an email. I first thought it was a scam, and it's for this um, like American Institute Student Architecture Club or something like that. Cool. But it sound, it's more prestigious. The word club isn't in it. Um, oh, I think it might be like society or association. Oh, society sounds very prestigious. Yeah, so I hope it's society. I, it's either, or association's also kind of prestigious. Yeah. Yeah, um, one level down from society. Yeah. Right, so. <laughs> um, so there's three keynote speakers. There's a service. That's me. I should have said that for last. Mm. Pretend like you guys didn't hear that. There is... Didn't hear it. Um, leadership, uh-huh. design, mm. and service. And I was asked to be Oh, service. service. Yeah, oh, service. Cool. Service. So I'm like... And it's 45 minutes. So I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I cannot be... Like inspirational for 45 minutes this is the time that i'm gonna try to be a comic yeah. and i'm gonna really give it a whirl and throw mm. a few bits together go. i'm gonna plug the podcast a lot yeah and i'm thinking um i'll do like some jingles yeah maybe show some videos can you make it interactive can you do yeah. like make them do group work no because that will take away from the time they're gonna listen to me oh <laughs> but i um i was thinking that i could like before when i get up there and if i ever were to become a comic which mm. i one day want to try it's like on my bucket nice. list but i wanted well, to be like a show for two sure. minute spiel spiel okay or i could do like little jingle poems to introduce each other each of the comics Jingle poems. I'm really good at those. Can you give me an example? Um, not right now. I feel like your entire audience wants to hear a jingle poem right now. I can't do it right now, but I usually open most of my meetings with like a jingle poem. Okay, so that's obviously a segment idea. Yes, and I was thinking that I could do a jingle poem to introduce all of my guests. Yeah, or like every segment. Has a jingle poem? Yeah. Okay, I'll think about it. Yeah, please do. Um... Okay, so I was thinking, like, when I get up there, I could mm-hmm. introduce myself, tell them that I, like, don't know anything about architecture, but I do know a thing or two about service. Mm-hmm. Never, like, spoke in front of a... Well, I have... I don't know. I think I'm going to say something like, all right, y'all, I'm going to need you guys to laugh when I want you to. So if I, like, point at you at a certain time, you need to laugh. So that time, wait, every time I say something that's not funny and I point at them, they'll be forced to. So they'll be like, oh, that was cute when she said that. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll, like, lay it out a little better. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? I think that it sounds a little forceful. That's good. Um, but that is one way to get people to do what you want is with force. Or, and, and when you're on a stage with a microphone, like, yeah, people will I have listen. a funny, I have a better idea. Huh. What if I had a slide that would go back, I had applause and laugh, and, like, everyone's doing these, per, like, really intense presentations, and then mm-hmm. as I'm talking, I just, like, hit the thing that says laugh mm-hmm. or, or applause. I think the audience would laugh at that a lot. That would be funny. Yeah. That would be really funny and very simple to do. Yeah. Uh, one thing 
that you could also do, and I've done this with comedy, is get, I, I don't know what you can do here, like how fast your options are for what you can bring on stage, but if you could get like a musician, like a bassist or a drummer to be behind you the entire time. <laughs> so like every time your joke goes down, the bass line goes up. Like the bassist could always be playing a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. like just sort of a background. Yeah. Or like maybe not playing at all, but whenever you need something to pick it up, that's when the music comes in. Mm, that's a good idea. Mm. Yeah. It's going to be so funny when I respond to this girl and I'm like, I'm going to need a like four piece mm-hmm. stringed quartet. I'm going to need a grand piano. Yeah. I'm going to need a full orchestra for mm-hmm. my set, for my gig. Yeah. And they're going to be like, this is not about you. I need you. some backup dancers. Mm-hmm. And some lasers. In order... It definitely lasers. You should probably open with lasers and uh, just tie it to service. Yeah. Say that you've nothing says service like, like a grand piano and laser beams. All right. Mm-hmm. I think I'll I'll email her on Monday. Cool. Great. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um. So you've been doing good for a while though, right? Before yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. A while. I did the Peace Corps. It was one of those. And when were you in the Peace Corps? Uh, 07 to 09. Yeah. And what country were you in? Old man. Uh, I was in Morocco. Mm. Yeah. Did you eat a lot of delicious food? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. It was really good. But there were like three dishes. Really? So it's not a great place to go if you like variety. But it's delicious. I went to Morocco in Epcot, and there were many, many items on the menu. Is that right? Yeah. Maybe they've spiced it up since you left. I mean, it is land of spices. That is true. It definitely is true. Um, Typically what I found is it's like the same dishes, but they have different, like, things in the dishes. So, like, the tagine, for example, is this, like, steamed dish. You know what a tagine is? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like you put it in the clay pot. Um, Oh, yes. You cook it on a stove, put your veggies in, your meat, whatever you want. Uh, It'd be a little challenging for Whole30, probably. Um, But you can put a variety of different stuff in there. So so I would, like, eat tagine seven days a week, but one day I might have, like, a chicken tagine. One day it might be, like, a lamb tagine. One one day it might be, like, a veggie tagine, just, like, mostly carrots and onions. Mm -hmm. So. We have to stop this. It, we can only record 15 minutes at a time. Oh. It's one of the drawbacks of not having oh. a pro account. Where are we? Oh, 12. 12. 15, okay. 3. So what are we going to do with our last minute? What did you eat for breakfast in Morocco? That's an important question. Uh, I ate eggs. Um, and they had they had this really good bread there. Oh, what was it? It was like, oh, man. This is going to kill me. There's somebody from Morocco listening to this, and I'm so sorry. We actually have had no listeners from Morocco. Oh, really? Okay, let's keep it that way. No. For this episode, at no. least. Uh, Najum, I want to say it's Najum is the name of the bread, but I, I'm concerned because I'm pretty sure that's wrong. If anyone uh, knows the answer, please write us in. Let yeah. us know that it's wrong. What's the name of the delicious breakfast bread in Morocco? That's the question. And I guess you could Google it, but preferably not. Only if you know. Yeah. 
All right, we're going to switch to the next tape. The co-founder of Grassroots Community DC, and he loves it when I say this, but his mom is so proud of him. Please give it up for Chris Blackwood! Tasha Patel, everybody. Isn't she adorable? That's nice. That's nice. Um, I am your token straight, white, non-Jewish male this evening. I don't know if you guys were aware, it's actually a new Jeff Sessions mandate. Every comedy show in D.C. needs at least one of us. Just making sure we're not audited tonight. Yeah, just making sure everything's cool. Everything's cool. You guys, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. This is a stand-up comedy show, obviously, and a stand-up comic. But I'm trying to experiment with other mediums, and I've been working on something. Here's my impersonation for stand-up comedian doing improv comedy. All right, let's try this out. All right, yes. Give me a word. Give me a word. Somebody. Banana. I'm sorry, what? Car truck. What? Fire truck. Fire truck. Nice. I would rather not talk about fire trucks in this it's, it's a really good word. Really good word. I'd like a better word than that. So what? Celery. Also an excellent word. Um, I'd rather not talk about it either. I'm a fan of celery in general. I, I heard, okay, I'm hearing a lot of different words. Resist, earring, duck. I'm going to talk about my ex-girlfriend. Okay, so stand the comedian doing improv comedy. Okay. Uh, my ex-girlfriend, you guys, true story, she was vegan and gluten-free simultaneously. At the same time. That's just a decision you can make in your life, apparently, as a human. You guys know what that means? Vegan and gluten-free together? It means that she was an upper middle class white girl. That's what that means. That's what that translates to. Yeah. Yeah, we adopted a dog together. Right before we broke up, adopted a dog together. If your relationship isn't going well, don't bring a living creature into your life. So you just like get counseling or something. Yeah. You guys know what's weirder than seeing an ex? Seeing an ex dog. Much weirder. Because you see the X, and you do what you're supposed to do in that situation. You look at the ground, which is totally feasible. That's where your eyes are in that moment, right? But then when the dog sees you, and it's like, holy shit, you're alive! <laughs> yeah, ah, uh, yeah, that's what I want. That's good. That's why I wrote that joke for the eyes. What, what humor can get me more odds? <sighs> You guys Yelpers? You want to hear learn about Yelp? Learn about this through Yelp, I should say, tonight? No? 2018, no Yelpers in the room. That's fine. That's fine. I guess I'm, I'm the millennial here. I don't really know. Um, Yelp's a little strange. There's been a, lot of, been a lot of nature in Yelp lately. A lot of nature, which is a little weird. Yeah. Saw an ad the other day, a Yelp review, I should say. Shenandoah Mountains, two stars. Really? Chad, who works at Verizon, from Clarendon? Who the fuck are you, Chad? How many stars would that mountain give you, Chad? I saw another one. Great Falls, one star. Needs a helicopter landing. I was like, who are you, Scott Pruitt? Oh, yeah. I know who that is. That out shot. That 
makes sense. DC, man, I like you guys. I like it here. From the area, from DC. I've left a lot. Keep getting sucked back. And um, when I'm gone, you know, I, uh, I, I, there's things that remind me of the place. Random things, like that song, Like a G6 by the Far East Movement. Yeah. So high like a G6, riding like a G6. That's exactly what it sounds like. You know? When I first heard that song, I could have sworn it was about the government pay scale. I was like, G6, it's not very gangster at all. Expect at least a G11. A G13, there's no chrome purchasing on a G6 salary. I like doing that joke in DC because it's literally the only place that I live. I used to tell that joke in San Francisco every time there was one guy in the back of the room who was like, ha! I was like, everyone else, get out of here! Me and you, sir, we're going to network for the rest of this. It's turned into a networking event. DC forever is what I'm saying. What I'm saying. Moved here for the culture, climate, and work-life balance. It's something that literally no one has ever said. That's See. You guys do drugs? Yeah? Cool. That's good. That's good. Weed is legal in DC. Yeah. But legal in a weird way, right? It's legal the way sex is legal. You can give it and receive it for free, but if money's involved, that's a no-no. And don't do it in public. It's weed is sex. Weed is sex here. Yeah. But it, uh, it brings to mind certain questions, right? With weed being legal, like how do you know who is stoned while driving a car, right? Lots of people smoke weed, lots of people driving. That is dangerous, theoretically. How do we know who's doing it? I have the answer, you guys. You look for the drivers who are not texting. The ones driving 10 to 20 miles under the speed limit, hands firmly on the steering wheel. Looking absolutely terrified. <laughs> Look for the ones who are getting the most tripped up at the traffic signs that say no right-hand turn between 6 a.m. and 5 p.m. The ones seeing that say, who has a calendar? What time is it? What day is it? I'm not moving. Not moving at all. Oh, boy. You guys, um, been, uh, watching a lot of, uh, Netflix videos. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys fan of Netflix? Doc documentary vi videos on Netflix specifically. Yeah. Which is, um, an interesting thing, because since when have documentary videos become no more than just video journalism of shitty decisions, right? <laughs> It started with that movie Supersized Me, right? And all the previews, they started the same way. It's like, what if one man were to eat like shit for an entire month? What would it do to his body? Let's find out in this two-hour-long documentary feature film. It's like, no, I know how this is going to end. Type 2 diabetes, that's it. So I've been thinking, you guys, I've made a lot of dumb decisions in my life. So I should probably make a documentary video, right? Right. Uh, my preview, it would sound something like this. <clears throat> what if one man were to take out a ton of loans and go to an obscure liberal arts college <laughs> and study communications? <laughs> Whatever that means, I'm not quite sure. 
What if that same man then could not find a job? So he took out more loans and went to graduate school. And then he could still not find a job. So then he got a one-way ticket to San Francisco, the most expensive city in the entire country, to tell dick jokes for half-priced PBRs. You think it's over? It's not. What if that same man then eventually moved back to Washington, D.C. after running out of money to live with his mother and have her watch him tell dick jokes? What if that man finally got a government job right as Donald Trump became the president? How would he change the world? Or would anyone even notice? You guys, my name's Chris. Thank you. So, here we are. We're back. Cool. Um, how about you... Wait. Wait I'm gonna cut this. So, what you just heard were some clips from the show. Yeah, Your how about those show. clips? What, which ones did we just listen to again? Uh, well, we listened to a few clips from our benefit from Miriam's Kitchen, which works on uh, homelessness and, and eradicating homelessness in the district. Uh, we listened to a clip from our La Clinica del Pueblo show. Wow. Um, uh, which works on immigrant health care. And we listened to... Um, I mean, I remember that one. You remember that one? Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, yeah, that was really, really entertaining for me to listen to again. Uh, and I don't believe we listened to any clips that were actually relevant to the topic the, um, of the issues we were supporting. You know how I mentioned that we're not always able to tie it in to the mm -hmm. issue. So I don't, I'm not sure we listened to any relevant clips. But you know what? We also may have. Well, I guess we'll find out when we remember. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, Looking forward to that. So, just so everyone knows, we keep wanting to eat our food, but we are trying to be polite since mm -hmm. this mic is so amazing. The Yeti Blue mic voted best USB podcasting mic. Five stars. Should I eat an example yeah, clip? Yeah, yeah. I'll eat one too. All right. So here's an example of what we're trying to avoid this sounding like. We're doing this the for you. Time. This is for you. This is so you all can understand how great this mic is. Yeah. I'm trying to get a real big chunk mm -hmm. of avocado. Nice. That's a pretty big one. Yeah. So that's Lauren biting down. Mm -hmm. Here I go. Mmm. Mm. Yum. Not did y'all hear that? Really I know good. you did. Spicy avocado. I'm eating plantain chips because I'm on Whole30. I think this is a great time to jump into Shit Corner. Whoa. Thanks, Mario. We always love that. That's so nice. I know, it really is. He recorded our theme song, too. Huh. 
Yes. Good poop songs can be yeah. hard to come by. Yep. That's nice. So, Shit Corner is, we talk about something shitty that's happened to us recently. Mm. I thought you could talk about what we just talked about off air, unless you have something better. Oh. Uh, no. No, it's uh, that's a pretty good, fresh example. So, I recently ran a marathon. Uh, first marathon ever. Last marathon ever. Most likely. So I've been pretty aerodynamic in shape most of my life. So I, I have run a lot. But never that far. And I don't think it is necessary for anyone to run that far. Um, and neither does my body, apparently. So I like, I didn't train for it as much as I should have trained for it. And... Uh, the day of was funky also because when my buddy and I got there, uh, we were 10 minutes late to like the race itself to the parking lot. And then when we got to the starting line, it had been 15 minutes since everyone had taken off. Oh no. There was no one there except one guy. And we were like, hey, where is everyone? And he was like, oh, are you guys here for the race? Oh, oh, you got to go. You got to oh, just no. get going. Go. So we just took off running into the abyss like we had didn't even know the directions necessarily oh he gosh. was like go straight for like three blocks and then take a right and then take a left and yeah you'll you'll see the other people eventually so um we did that that's terrible and it like was, you have no way to pace yourself because exactly <laughs> it was weird it was a weird mind game um I mean, we had chips, so our time didn't get messed up because of it. But it was, yeah, totally a weird mental thing. Uh, another interesting mental thing, when you uh, start a race so late, you're only passing people the entire race. Because everyone that would have passed you is already way ahead, and you will never see again. Yeah. So... We were both just passing people the entire time, so you feel like you're this incredible yeah. athlete. Like, yeah. oh my god, I am so much faster than all these obese middle-aged women. Uh, <laughs> and then you realize, and men, and men, and men. Uh, lots of obese middle-aged people of all varieties, um, mm. and you know, other people that didn't fit that exact description who we were passing, and. Uh, <laughs> So that was nice. It was a good feeling. I was feeling... Oh. Oops, sorry, everyone. Wow. It's exciting. Mm -hmm. um, your audience will never know. It's I just happening. wanted them to be distracted from that offensive thing that you just said. That's, I'm sure they forgot already. That's good. They definitely forgot. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it, it was, like, pretty good until, I would say, mile, like, I don't know, like 16, I started to really slow down. I heard that's the tough mile. Yeah, it is a tough mile. And then every mile after that is more tough. Um, around uh, around that mile, there was this guy that kept trying to like pass me. And I'm very competitive, even mm -hmm. when I'm exhausted. So I kept seeing him out of my periphery, like mm -hmm. trying to get ahead. And I was like, no, every time. So then I sped up. And then he would eventually try to pass me again, and that kept happening. And then mile 19, it was still going on, and he finally decides to start talking to me. And he's like, hey, man, so I don't mean to like, give you advice or anything. Oh, this no. is during the, worst the 19th mile. Yeah. He's like, I don't mean to give you advice. I'm sure you know what you're doing, but just wanted to let you know your pace is it's a little inconsistent. 
And I was like, yeah, idiot. It's because you're trying to pass me. And I don't want that to happen. Oh my god. Wait, you think this is just like sporadic? That I just happened to why speed up? Why would he up? say that anyways? <laughs> right, and why would he even say that? Exactly. I think that's the big question. Oh, so he was basically being like, why don't you just stay behind me and I'll be yeah, your pacer. Just right. take a few steps behind. Right. Well, and then I was like, um, well, I started 15 minutes late, you know. Yeah, so, so I'm actually, uh, so I'm actually trying to like, you know, like catch up. And he was like, wait, so you're telling me you're 15 minutes ahead of me right now? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess that's forget it. true. Um, and then we kept talking and he was telling me about how this is like his 10th marathon ever. And his first marathon, he really messed up because he went really, way, way too fast in the beginning. And then around mile 19, he hit a wall and then his whole body just like broke down. And wow. then I don't know if it was because he got in my head or what, but right after he said that, that You're very like, thing happened like, to me. Is my body breaking down? Yeah. It's like you put some kind of a curse on oh me. Oh my gosh. It was so weird. You should have had your headphones in. Uh, yeah. Lesson learned. Definitely always wear headphones. Um, so then he took off and I like almost died. I didn't. I, I finished it. I didn't walk, but it was like a weird like stumble. Like have you ever had yeah. that where... It's like every step you take, you're like almost breaking your face, but you're not quite. <laughs> um, and then at the very end, like I had this weird surge of adrenaline and I actually like ran the last, I don't know, like 10 seconds. Uh, and then I was like pumped because I was like, wow, I, I bet I got a good time, even though I like almost died in the last five miles. Um, and then 10 minutes later, after I like chug a bunch of Gatorade and stuff, I'm um I'm like signing up for this free massage oh, yeah. situation that's happening, which is great. And I had to like fill in, you know, one of those sheets where it's like what part of your body hurts. And I was like just scribbling in everything <laughs> aggressively, uh, and then I like fell down. I like legit. I basically passed out. I, I didn't lose consciousness, oh but I just fell down. And then the paramedics had to come. Holy crap! And they like leaned me against this this table and uh, asked me a bunch of questions and like took my blood pressure and um, blood sample and yeah all this stuff wow um, what do they use the blood sample for I don't know why that was necessary hmm. but it, it seems like they needed it I don't know um, it was like a, they pricked my finger oh yeah and like just so like it was like a little blood it wasn't like a vial of blood or anything anyway um yeah so that was my story yikes yeah so yikes what was the inner tickle that you finished the race the inner tickle is this part of the segment what's mm -hmm. the inner chef corner and the inner oh, tickle oh man that's see really, i really am good a question i'm great she like is. I'm, <laughs> wait uh, i'm not just saying i'm great i would be a great comic yeah. Who has original ideas. Yes, that's true. And you're also great in yeah, general, great. as far as I can tell. Um, so, Inner Tickle was probably, yeah, I think that, like, I just finished it. That's um, a good one. And I also got a really good time. Really? If I was in my 40s, I would have qualified for the Boston Marathon. Wow. But I am not. How far away are you from that? From 40? Yeah. Or from, like, time-wise? 40. Oh. Um, I am... I'm glad we're talking about my age now. Uh, four years away, I guess, Isn't it crazy how old we are? 
Yeah. I mean, I'm much younger, but You're I'm still way younger. Above how 30, old are you? 31, which I can't believe. 35. That's a good age. It is. It's been a good age. Yeah. Um, the last 12 days haven't been as fun, which brings me to my shit corner. Oh yeah, I'd like to hear about this. Um, You're well, more I've, about this. I've talked about Whole 30. The last time I recorded an episode, I was on day five. I've heard in the last episode, I hit the tiger's blood phase, which is when you're filled with energy, pure energy from pure whole foods. No cat. Well, I'm still drinking caffeine. But all of a sudden, I ended up getting food poisoning or something two days ago, and I was like barfing mm. a lot. Mm. I couldn't even hold water down. Whoa. And I hadn't really eaten anything that day except for some carrot ginger soup, which I now. And like nauseated just thinking about and like a bite of salmon and a banana not good to be sick when you're on whole 30 because you can't eat any rice you can't drink gatorade mm. you can't have bread you can have unsweetened applesauce but i would never buy that or eat it so basically i just starved after i'd vomited mm. for hours and i slept a lot and i well i guess my inner trickle is i never sleep and i actually did sleep okay so yeah good. That's my ship corner and inner tickle. I'm a 12 day strong into my whole 30. My question is, what monster designed this diet? I have no idea. This, it sounds like a punishment. Yeah. But you're doing it to I'd yourself. I'd say it is. I, yes, I am. It sounds like you're like a prisoner, but nothing about your lifestyle is a prison. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Well, I assume you're saying that because you're looking at this luxurious yeah. place where I'm living. This luxurious open free palace freedom palace Mm -hmm. that we're in yeah um so well i'm actually part of the inclusionary zoning program okay for those of you out there who don't know what that is whenever a new development comes up there's a certain amount of units that if the building keeps affordable they can get like a tax write-off so it's like permanent affordability and you qualify if you make within a certain income bracket so technically, I'm imprisoned by my income bracket if I want to keep living this lush lifestyle for pennies on the dollar. I'm just kidding. It's definitely not pennies on the dollar. But most people will pay... I'm paying $700 less than most people who have my same build, like my same unit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But I need like a $10,000 raise to even earn out of the program. So it's good and it's also like, why am I not getting paid anything? But I, I feel guilty if I like where I live. Like this is how I get paid. So when you bring your coworkers back, do you have to explain your no, situation? No, they all already they, know. They all know. You but like when I bring stuff. anyone over, mm-hmm. I tell them that I am part of the inclusionary zoning program. I mean, I technically think I should be earning more than mm-hmm. I need to be to qualify mm-hmm. for this program, but not enough to be able to pay for this place. Wow. So maybe it's maybe it's good that you're making what you're making because you're here. And, no. no. I mean, I would like to make more, which okay. is why I'm going to be applying for a job with grassroots comedy yeah because we do it for the money yep yeah that's why i do the podcast too for the benjamins that's why i'm in education and that's why i do comedy that's why i also for did americorps yeah. yeah well you did peace corps i did americorps do you need to get that no no okay. i don't his phone had a text we've mm-hmm. both been receiving so many text messages we're both incredibly popular yeah um oh my gosh what I apparently you can record over 15 minutes on the computer. What? Wow, I've been recording everything on my phone and I only get 15 minute segments. Wow. This is truly 
Okay. This is the time in the podcast where we create new segments for the show. We nice. haven't had this segment, the segment segment, in a really long time. So I have an idea for a segment, but first I'd like you to share some of your ideas. Well, I'm happy you asked. So I used to run a show out of San Francisco. Uh, it's called Blackwood Down. I uh, ran for about a year and a half. And I had two co-hosts who were very eccentric. They were both improvisers, but very hilarious and strange people. So out of that, we got a lot of really interesting segments. Um, some of my favorite segments are probably the weirdest. One is called Mr. Know-It-All. So it really works well with three people. But I don't think it would be impossible to pull off with two, mm-hmm. uh, where essentially it's an interview uh, with this, this fictionary person called uh, Mr. Know-It-All. So I don't know if fictionary is a name or a word. I don't think it is at all, but we're gonna, it'll be for this. <laughs> I'm going to um, Google it. No, let's just I'll, not Google it and okay. just assume it's a word. All right, it it's is. It's a word. Great. Confirmed. Uh so uh, this person speaks in conjunction with, uh, so it's, it's basically like uh, two people that make up one person's voice, the voice that is Mr. Know-it-all. Okay. So, so it's like an improv thing. So like, you know, the third extra person will ask Mr. Know-it-all a question like, hey, so Mr. Know-it-all, what's your, what are your thoughts on the Mueller investigation. And then Mr. Know-it-all will respond and be like, I... I lie. Oh, you go back and forth? Yeah, so oh. like word by word. Okay. So I... Liked... When... He... Was... Releasing... The... Report. So that's not that funny. It's not that funny at first. There's definitely a learning curve. Oh, and I'm um, stupid. So I haven't learned it yet. I would not say that. You know what I thought? Unless this is just part of your like routine where you're breaking your ego down. Yeah, I'm trying case, to do what that. you taught yeah, me. You're welcome. Okay, um, I can help with that. One of the things that I, like, I thought you meant two voices as Mr. Know-It-All mm. would be like we were talking at the same time oh. and then but then you'd try to talk. We'd try to say the same things at the that same time. That could be a fun segment too. Yeah. That could also be fun. We could try that. I don't know now. Maybe later. Okay. So that's a good one. Air. That's a good one. It's it's a good one, but it's definitely one that helps with practice. I have an idea. Great. It's called, What Did You Buy? Great. And this is a segment that I'd like to discuss because I was an AmeriCorps member, mm-hmm. so I had no money for three years. You make the poverty level wages of the community you're serving. So I made like $11,000 a year. And you were in a... Peace Corps. Yeah. So I assume you came back and you didn't have any money. I had $6,000. That's a lot. Which was our, well, for two and a half years of work, that's what I was paying. Checks out. Yeah. Um. So I, even though I made no money, I made a point to buy many stupid things. So this is a segment where we talk about stupid things that we've bought that we shouldn't have bought. Mm-hmm. Mm. I bought a hot stone massage kit. That sounds delightful. Yeah, but it's like so hard to... Okay, the worst thing I ever bought, I've talked about this in the podcast. Do you have that kit? I would take no, a hot stone massage. No, I don't have it. Wait, that's too bad. Uh, it's, we it's should like have actually, a hot stone massage segment. Oh, for for the feel good? Yeah. Well, that's it's kind of labor intensive to heat the stones. 
And it might be worth it. Mm, I don't know. But I bought this thing called the Palm Energy something. It basically, mm. it's like an electrode machine that you put on your body. And it's supposed to stimulate your muscles and, like, create healing. Mm. And I knew that it was a ripoff because it was $489. But it, because it was sold at the half marathon, like, pick up your packet thing, I was like, this must be legit. And so, and it was basically just a waste of $500. Wow. But I called my bank and then I think they gave me $500 and I haven't even received any additional paperwork. So I think that they Wait, realized sorry, they were I'm sorry, your bank just gave you $500 cuz you said I bought this stupid thing. Yeah. <laughs> what? Shout out to Bank of America, oh my our God. number one sponsor. Well, I mean, wow. if you look like the guy lied to me about so many things. Bank of America. I haven't even sent them any documentation or proof that I They just bought gave it. you $500. I'm pretty sure they're going to eventually ask oh. for some documentation. I hope they do at least because I don't want them to take back the $500. Uh-huh. And I have many screenshots of my conversations with this scam artist. Oh, okay. But I haven't sent conversations. them in. That's Good. Is that proof, though? It's just I mean, like I also have an email. Or, I have an yeah, email, Jane. Okay. Any of these things Something. I could Photoshop, but yeah. that's the risk the bank pays, has to take when they give you $500. That's customer service right that's there. That's chump change to the bank. Customer's always right. Wow. All right. I think I'm going to have to create a list of the things that I bought that were stupid, so mm. then the segment can get better. No, um, this segment has been productive for me because that... Uh, has told me that I need to switch to Bank of America. Yeah. So I can get $500. And it won't matter how when much. When I make a bad purchasing right. decision. You could get money it's back for awful. your bike. Yeah, that'd be great. Hey, I made an impulsive decision when I bought this bike. Please give me my money back. Yeah. I'd like to keep the bike. Yeah, here. I still have the machine. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Cheers oh to God. Bank of America. So free. Wow. Um. But it also what? came with this like heating pad yeah. that you boil, mm. but you can't let the heating pad, it has crystals inside that you have to just like squeeze the crystals so they like break down and you put it into a, I've read the reviews online, I've never actually used it because all the reviews are like, this melts like instantly. How are you supposed to boil like this thing without it touching any of the metal? But mm. you're basically supposed to boil it for 40 minutes and then it heats up the crystals inside, but you can't let it touch any of the surrounding metal in the pan or it will break, it will like mm. melt. And people were getting, like, second-degree burns. It's just a really stupid company. And they have, like, seven different names. And the guy repeatedly told... I'm going to have to cut it so much of this out because it's a lot of rambling. It's okay. Um, I'm learning. The guy repeatedly told me that uh, they were backed by the Better Business Bureau. Mm. And they are not accredited in the Better Business Bureau. They Do you have, have this two. thing? Can we look at it? I have the thing. It's at my work. Oh. Okay. I have the heating pad, but mm. it's not worth showing. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, that was my idea for a segment. It was a good segment. I'm trying to think of something else that I purchased that was stupid lately. Um, I don't know. I don't really have anything I super perch- interesting. I don't know if all the money I'm spending on this podcast is a stupid decision or not. Spending money on this podcast? Yeah, for my website, for oh. my podcast hosting platform. Oh. All the shirts that have been purchased, purchased aside from two, I have shirts. bought... You have merch. Oh my goodness, you're wearing one. Yeah. What is your slogan? Heal the world, world, treat treat yourself. yourself. I love that. Thanks to our sponsors, Sage and Sunshine Designs. Use promo code DOGOOD to get 15% off of your first purchase. Not free shipping. Nice. How many sponsors do you guys have? Bank of America. Oh, Bank of America. Sage and Sunshine Designs. Sage and Sunshine Designs. We mentioned another one earlier. 
Grassroots Grassroots Comedy, comedy DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dot com. Dot com. I wish we could get one from stamps.com mm-hmm. as well as Squarespace, mm-hmm. Quip toothbrushes, mm-hmm. and whatever kind of mattresses you can get mailed to you. All the standards, that's what we're looking for. This is great. Okay, I think we might have to wrap this up. Okay. So we've been we have one more thing that we've been doing. Yeah. At the end of each episode, uh-huh. we give a shout out to all the countries that have downloaded in the past. Cool. Like since our last one was out, oh, and we fun. have believe this. We recorded a rap thank you with our guests, but it got deleted again. So I'm gathered here with the reoccurring co-host Tom. What up? What up, my fellows? What up, my fellows? We're gonna kick it off with our weekly announcement of the countries that listened since our last recording went out on April 15th. Okay, first on the list we got United States. That's called Americans. American Idol. We got Alejandro. Alejandro. And this isn't going where I wanted it to. We got the United States. (laughs) We got Ireland. We got Spain. Well, I guess we're not going to wrap about each country, but we got India, Greece, and the Netherlands, too. I'm doing half because we had six. Okay. But we're not going one by one? Like with the actual wraps? Nope. We not this did. week. That was just their names. All right. Now we got the cities. Arlington, Washington, Jacksonville, Tampa, Oak Hill, Bloomington, Atlanta, Bedminster, Costa Mesa, San Jose. Give it up for Seattle, Washington, D.C., Alexandria, Wildmar, Anderson, (laughs) Annandale, Bard, Chicago, (laughs) Mansfield, Maine. And the last two were Marshfield and Moline. And now, Onalaska and Sanford. That's it, Onalaska. We learned that's actually in Wisconsin. That's in Wisconsin. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Tom's had some margaritas. <laughs> the do good feel. Sing with me now. Do good, feel good. It's the do, do good, good, feel good show. It sounded sad. bien y sentirse bien. Muy bueno.